0: Welcome to Sea Time, everybody, the off-road show that brings you all the results, news, and online shenanigans that make being online a good time. We'd like to say thank you to Fly Racing for their support of Sea Time. Please go check. Welcome to Sea Time, everybody. Welcome to Sea time everybody, Brian Pierce here. This is going to be episode 75 of this fantastic show, which is now live on the internet i'm I'm thinking that everybody should be pretty stoked on that. I know that I am if if it looks a little bland tonight as it, uh, it is unfortunately the truth, uh, Cecil Parker could not be here with us. He is actually in rehab. Um, I'm pretty sure that most of you guys think that that's probably for the best. No, I'm just kidding. Cecil Cecil lives pretty far away, and uh, the fact that his wife drove him up here last time so that we could have a couple adult beverages and talk about motorcycle racing, uh, I have to say that it was a very, very, very proud moment for her, and I'm very appreciative of it. I'm pretty sure all the fans out there are as well. So. If you guys have uh, never joined us before tonight, what you're watching is Seat Time, a little internet show that we do here on the on the web to just talk to racers and see what's going on. Just really find out about everything. You can find us at SeatTime.co. We've got all of our stuff on YouTube, Stitcher, and iTunes. All you have to do is search for Seat Time. You hit the little follow button, like button, whatever that social media is using at that little time. Boom, all of a sudden you have us in your phone, and it's like, what up? So we were trying to get a couple different guys uh, signed on for the show. It didn't really happen, but we do have Caleb Russell. Eric Kudla is going to join us when he gets some service back in town. But right now, Mr. Caleb Russell, I'd like to ask you, how is your evening going, kind sir?
1: It's going good. Just uh, finishing up one of our uh, me and my wife's TV shows, you know, Pretty Little Liars. Got a... no,
0: I, I Really? really? <laughs> were you were you on the show or did she force you into that
1: um no she just kind of takes over the tv and uh she won't give me the remote so i just (laughs) forced into watching the all these vampire shows and whatnot
0: well you're married now so they're actually it's it's y'all's show it's not her show anymore it's it's now (laughs) actually your show as well you you have to realize that so (laughs) <laughs>
1: exactly exactly that's why i don't get to watch tv anymore
0: <laughs> well the good thing is is that because of racer tv now com, everything's online you know she could be watching something on the dvr and you could just get on your little laptop you know and you could watch some dirt bike racing you might even be able to see some nice little highlights of yourself being all badass right
1: yeah that that would be nice but the problem is i bought her a laptop and not not one for myself so oh,
0: so not only do you not <laughs> get the tv but she gets she the laptop.
1: When she's when she's watching TV, she also wants to use the laptop to, you know, whatever on Facebook and all that. <laughs> um, I'm just shit out of luck.
0: Yeah, well, it, it's disappointing because it sounds like she's online a lot, and unfortunately, she has not followed or talked to me until today, and so that really hurts my feelings. It's it's unfortunate, um, but I'm figuring we can make up for it, right? Right? That's fine.
1: Yeah, she she's shy and backwards. She.
0: Was that backward, backwards, or backwoods? Backwards. Ah, <laughs> that's okay. That's all right. All right. So you are in your motorhome. We've talked about that a little bit before we got online. Um, tell us a little bit about why you're in your motorhome. Kind of like what's going on right now in your life and all the traveling that you got going on.
1: Um. Yeah, we've got a pretty busy schedule ahead for the the upcoming year. I uh, just got back from the OMA, and. Um, I uh, was going to come, I had to drop my mechanic off in Atlanta so he could reprep my OMA bike, and then he's flying out of Atlanta on Thursday. And uh, I was planning on riding for a couple of days, but that's not going to happen because all the rain that has been we've been having, so I'm going to, I stayed in town long enough to do this show, I'm going to leave tomorrow morning.
0: Look at you. You were. I'm just so glad that I asked you to do the show then before you got on the road, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm sorry. I apologize for the fact it's such a such a poor media person on my my part having a real job and not doing seat time full time that I had to you know ask you at such a late notice to do this. But I, I'm glad you did, and I'm glad you figured it out. So you're uh, stealing your brother's Wi-Fi. Is he uh, not able to view porn right now at the moment? Are we taking up all the bandwidth?
1: <laughs> my, my, did you say my brother's?
0: <laughs> yeah, or you know, yeah, maybe.
1: No, no, no. <laughs> no, I'm at uh, Russell Bobbitt's dad's. Uh, motorcycle shop cycle specialties
0: oh yeah i mean that's fine i'm an idiot it's whatever <laughs> i mean i'm gonna go with it you know that's fine all right so you're we're pulling we're pulling wi-fi from their shop so what they're really doing is they're trying to look up some microfiche for some kind of parts right they're not actually looking at porn in the shop do you think
1: i don't know i've it's hard to tell
0: <laughs> you're like if we start seeing the, the signal cut out we'll know that somebody's uh somebody should stop having such a good time in there right
1: <laughs> yeah all
0: right well let's let's cut it back a little bit uh into, into some history because you you've had a big i think pre-year in the sense that you got married so we were talking about you know your wife and all that kinds of stuff this is new for you the newly married stuff so it looked like you had a pretty badass honeymoon i mean was that not really cool yeah it
1: was it was pretty awesome um we uh we went to maui and uh i i when we got there, I was kind of like, I was still recovering from my arms and I couldn't do a whole lot. But and I was really out of shape, kind of, because all I was all I was doing was having a good time, drinking some uh, <clears throat> alcoholic beverages, and laying on the beach. But um, no, it was it was which, awesome. Which is time, what you should I, do I'm in like, Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I, well, see, the thing was, like, I was thinking about, like, every morning we'd wake up pretty early and, uh, you know, get go do things so we had all day to explore and whatnot but right. I was thinking like we're waking up so early I might I might could go you know go for a run on the beach or something but I was like well I'm gonna drink this afternoon so to just defeat the purpose
0: <laughs> you're like what, why why exercise beforehand when I know it's actually not gonna ca- it's not gonna balance itself out
1: <laughs> yeah exactly exactly so uh, I think I've been um, sober for last month and a half now so uh, you know staying strong on that program
0: yeah, not not to take it away from anybody, but you could probably actually get a chip for that. Yeah. <laughs> you can make it a month.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, well uh I okay, I I'm an ignorant person who's never been to Hawaii. So that was pretty badass. I can imagine I've seen a lot of people drink on the beaches in Mexico, but not a lot of people, I guess as many, maybe I just don't have a lot of friends that have been to Hawaii as many people drink while they're there uh, at Hawaii. So is that common? Did you surf? You know, did you get a chance to go see some of the sights? Did you have too much sex in your hotel room? You know, <laughs> how was the champagne room? I don't know. I mean, you know, there's there's a lot that we could talk about just on this one topic. And I, but believe me, people want to know.
1: Yes, there's a lot we could talk about. Um, it's like I've got video. Didn't I? Didn't do any surfing.
0: Oh, uh, and that's all, because of your arms, right? Which we'll talk about.
1: Yeah, I was still getting over that, but I was kind of cleared to get get in the water with my arms and stuff, but um no, it was pretty cold. Like I'm it's gotta be like bath water for me to get in, so
0: <laughs> Bathwater like ninety two or backwater bathwater like seventy two?
1: Bathwater like eighty.
0: Or are you talking like pink bubbles like in a freaking like jets and stuff? Like it's gotta be like lathered up like spa. Uh, it's
1: gotta be Nah, uh, it's gotta be warm.
0: Oh, okay. Like, all right, all right. That's true. That's true. It was December. Yeah, I'll give you that. December sounds cold (laughs) in the water.
1: The temperature was warm. Like it was really nice, but like the water was just kind of chilly. And like, I don't know, I, I stuck my legs in. I'm like, ah,
0: you're like, like, if Uh, if, if, yeah, I hear you. But I,
1: I, I grew some balls. I went out on the last day and uh, there's this cliff right out, right out from our hotel room. And uh, there's people jumping off of it. And there's a, shit ton of people out there snorkeling. I was like, man, what are all these people out here doing? All these little Asians out here snorkeling. <clears throat> and, um, <laughs> so I walk out on this cliff. Uh, I look Th- down. Those
0: to- are actually natives.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of Asians there. We're <laughs> close to Japan.
0: <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I walk out on this cliff and uh, I look down the water and like, you can see all the way to the bottom. So I was kind of unsure how deep it was, but they're all diving off of it. And not- they're coming back up, so I figured it was cool.
0: <laughs> you know, nine yeah. out of ten are alive. I'm in, we'll, we'll make it happen,
1: <laughs> exactly. But uh, I was looking down, like, you can see all the fish, and like, I was like figuring it out, like, why everybody is snorkeling because there's a bunch of coral and stuff down in there, and you can see stuff. And This g- ginormous sea turtle comes up and just cruising all right along with all these people. I was like, holy cow, the things. It was. It was probably. It probably weighed a solid two hundred pounds. I'd say. Wow.
0: So it was like totally like Finding Nemo and his and his him and his like Squirt and his dad and stuff.
1: Yeah, it's just one sea turtle. I didn't see Nemo oh. and Squirt, but a Man. sea turtle.
2: Just. But warm- anyways, that's the, a good uh, sea Jumped
1: off that. Yeah, I jumped off that, and I didn't swim out there. I walked out to the cliff because it was a pretty good swim, and I'd just eaten. And I was like, ah, I don't want to be huffing and puffing. So I jump in and I'm swimming back and um I was like, I'll, for sure you could probably touch halfway. I mean, we're pretty close to the shore. <clears throat> and uh, I start swimming and I was kind of sick and I had a little too much to drink and I just got done eating and I, uh, <laughs> and, I and I suck in some water and I start I about start drowning and we get back and I'm just dry heaving on the beach, about ready to throw up around everybody. <laughs> but uh. That was the last day, so I kind of wish we would have went snor- snorkeling after I seen all the fish.
0: Oh yeah, dude! I can't believe you didn't. I mean, you could what? You know, surfers go out in all kinds of crazy weather. All you gotta do is put a uh, put a skin suit on, you know. I mean, I mean, I've never done it. I would assume that that's that that's what they do in the movies, right? So it's got to be real.
1: Yeah, it's probably that easy.
0: I mean, it would have been, but now I guess you're just gonna have to wait till you go back and you take me, and we can do that together.
1: Yeah, we we'll, we won't leave. We'll just stay with the natives and be bums in their little shacks.
0: Woohoo. Uh, both neither of us will have wives for very long is what you're trying to tell me right now, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <here> <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah. You guys come visit once a month. We'll get that out of the way for about a week and then you can leave again. We'll see what's up. Uh so we were talking a little bit. Well, I, I, it's fantastic. I do have to say that congratulations. Uh, I am I am married as of almost three years to my beautiful wife. We have two awesome kids and you know one at six months right now. Um, I don't know where that is in y'all's talks. I would imagine it's a bit off with the racing and stuff, but it's it's something to look forward to. It's a crazy experience. No one can prepare you, so I won't try. So on to your arm yeah. surgery and why you weren't, you know I guess, keen, too keen on swimming and stuff like that. It was something that I heard when you were talking about your uh, Driven to Win uh, little segment that you had going on um, with Verb. Yeah. And, you know, you had arm pump surgery, and I hadn't heard the words arm pump and surgery go together since sometime in the 90s in motocross. So I was kind of like, what? And I had to watch it a couple times and catch that. You know, and then we texted about it and stuff like that, and that's when we were like, we need to talk about this. So fill some people in a little bit about – Tell us a little bit about the surgery that you had, and then we'll kind of go into like why you kind of did the surgery and stuff like that. Yeah,
1: um, you know, there's, it's, it's pretty uncommon nowadays. You, it, it was like a kind of a thing in the past. You know, a bunch of the, the motocrossers were getting it, like you said, the late 90s. Um, you know, there's a few guys I know that have gotten it fairly recently. Kurt's had it three times, and it hasn't worked at all for him um but it's all it's all in who who you go to really
0: i think we need to keep keep a girlfriend with that guy more often is probably the problem
1: (laughs) yeah but um yeah i did a bunch of research and uh i um found dr cohen in uh california and he's the only one that that's had like success from like from everybody that's that's gotten arm pump surgery from him and Destry Abbott's actually been a guy that uh, went to him and got it done. I got a hold of Destry and he said he was it was night and day difference uh, riding wise. So I, you know, I did a little more research and then I called him up and talked it out. And then the next week I was out there under the knife. Hmm.
0: Man. Okay. So tell me then exactly. So you you got in touch with this doctor. Say what was his name again? I'm sorry.
1: Uh, Doctor Cohen.
0: Cohen. Okay, Doctor Cohen and you know, you kind of explained some of your symptoms. So I guess brief me on that conversation. You're like, these are my symptoms. So like, what were your symptoms? And then what did he say? Well, we can fix that with X.
1: Um, yeah, he was actually, he was, um, he questioned me a lot because, um, a lot of people, I guess, will want an arm pump surgery and, you know, they won't have, they won't, they just think any arm pain is arm pump, you know? Okay. But uh I I described what what I was feeling and 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 how it was and when it went away and everything and like you know he was comfortable um once he got a little bit of my background and what I do and my racing and stuff like he he was comfortable taking me in and cutting me open but um but he uh gets in there's like three different muscle compartments on your lower forearm and he uh he cuts you open pretty good bit i don't know if you can see my scar
0: okay uh, oh yeah i can yeah holy shit that's that's yeah oh there we go that's a serious yeah. scar
1: yeah and here's this one if you can see it Yep. but uh he cuts your way open and and a lot of the doctors are, are scared to uh get to the bottom two uh compartments because your main your main artery and your your nerve is right there so uh he's done it plenty of times and he says he's never never hit a artery or a nerve and
0: he hasn't had a dead patient complain yet
1: yeah exactly so <laughs> and uh so far I, I had a few problems with my right arm um that put me back in the hospital but so far like it's it's working really well i like i i, I did that oma this weekend and um never once thought i was going to get arm pump so I, i'm pretty happy with my riding
0: okay um if if you could, you kind of just tried to give us an example of the scar itself. Where would you say on your forearm was most of your arm pump type pain that you were having? Like if you could kind of hold it up and just maybe say like, this was the worst spot or, you know, like things. Just I think that there's a lot of people that might have similar issues and they've always kind of like gone back on some of the stuff they heard in the 90s, but then so many people made fun of different people. So I don't mean to do that. I'd i, I yeah. you know, really like to be descriptive about this.
1: <clears throat> yeah. Um, see, uh people are different like I would have I would get it about 20 minutes into a race and it's it's not like it was like any certain area like it was the whole forearm was just like tight right like just solid as a rock and uh, you know on top there's really nothing there like the, the doctor explained it to me pretty good like I couldn't really explain it to you guys like how he explained it to me but because
0: uh, you're, you're a neurosurgeon dep- you're not a you're not a forearm surgeon right
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, but no um, the uh the the like how my forearm is now—it's just so jiggly and loose, like it's it's just
0: chicken skin.
1: Yeah, like he he goes in there and he cuts a strip of fascia because there's there's these you got your muscles. Okay, think of a chicken leg. Yep. Uh, you got the the meat inside, and the skin around it. So if you were to cut that that skin and like the meat would kind of just hang out a little bit. He did that to all three compartments. He cut like a strip, uh, yay long about this wide, like out of, out of those, uh, muscles. And now it's just kind of hanging in there.
0: Hmm. So he so. just, it, so when, before they close you back up, did they, you know, attach them to anything to where they're not, I guess, completely loose or is, it, I mean, there's some science to that in the sense that it's, you know, they're attached at some point.
1: Uh, no, it's like, he didn't like unattach anything. He just cut portions of that fascia. He cut strips of that fascia out of each compartment to to let the blood fo- blood flow circulate better and um when your forearm gets tight, like there's nothing constricting it.
0: Right. Okay, because I see when, what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, right. when
1: your forearm gets tight, that fascia constricts it and won't let it go any bigger. <clears throat> and then the blood like just loses circulation. Now the now it's not as constricted which that fascia will grow back, but it's going to grow back bigger since the muscle's already kind of hanging out a little bit. Right. So now it should circulate better.
0: So, so can I do this to my penis? <laughs> will, um, will it? Will will the fascia grow back bigger? I guess is or will, is the question if I did this to my penis. You sound. Yeah, it might you, go
1: left. Or right.
0: I mean, it already goes to the left, so if we can get it to go to the right, I'm pretty sure we'll straighten it out, right? <laughs>
1: Short shriveling
0: to the right. <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd really tell you, but then you know, I don't really need anybody to throw up. So <laughs>
3: yeah, <good.
0: laughs> yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Well, that's that's really interesting, actually. Um, I, I appreciate you telling me about Kurt Caselli because I didn't know that uh that I've given him forearm pump before. So that's good to know. Because I dream about him. I'm glad to know he dreams about me. Yeah. Yeah. It might be creepy but i'm gonna just keep going with it um so from the oma this past weekend that you did and some of the riding that you've done since the surgery and, and kind of going forward you, you think it's a success so far up to where you're at now
1: yeah it's um it's a huge improvement like it's arm pump is like non-existent my left arm my right arm i still it's a little bit different motion you know from clutch to throttle and everything but correct yeah um when i'm Riding certain terrain or uh, certain things, like my right arm will get tight, but like it's, it's so so much better. It's ten times, it's it's a thousand times better than it used to be. Like before, like when I'd start practicing, um, I I might ride for like twenty minutes and then I was over it. Like I was just take my gear off and go do whatever because I was sick of riding because yeah. couldn't hold on. I was frustrated and just pissed off in general. But uh, but now I like i can i get tight but i can still hold on and ride and like have fun so
0: well that's that's awesome dude and like i said i don't i I don't i think it's interesting um it was weird to hear about it again after all the the 90s motocross type stuff but i mean if it works do it you know and it sounds like there's guys that have been doing it that it, it hasn't been extreme public knowledge or maybe i just don't pay attention whichever way i'm pretty sure my wife will agree that it's probably the case um so this past OMA, you said uh, this, this weekend we had round one of the 2013 OMA series. You got third or second place. You did really, really well. Sounds like you were in the lead for a little bit there. You had some, uh, some run-ins with Paul Wibley as well. You know, I'd run him over too if I had the chance. No, I'm just kidding. Uh. I don't know him that well. Uh, but, you know, so you know, tell us about this weekend. I think that there's been some changes in the OMA. They've uh, made some rule changes and things like that without practice on Saturday. So, and you have not contested in a ton of OMAs in the past. So, you know, tell us about your experience uh at, at the OMAs and What's your thought?
1: Um yeah. They're uh It's been it's been 5 2006. So, what's what's the year now? 2013. How many years is that? 6 years.
0: Okay, 6 sure. years
1: since I my last one. I like math? Yeah, I wasn't good at it.
0: <laughs> yeah, there, that you said that past tense present tense you are still not good at it
1: (laughs) grammar either (laughs) hey i
0: I will judge you the day i am faster than you on a motorcycle since that will never happen i'm okay with it
1: (laughs) anyway so 2006 was my last time i did an oma i was believe i was riding i just moved up to big bikes i was riding 200 a i rode pro the last time and um so yeah it's been a while and this weekend it it was it went good i was I'm pretty happy with the finish I mean, considering uh kind of a different series, completely different type of riding and and everything and I was riding really well but um but yeah the uh <clears throat> I, I got kind of lost here but
0: <laughs> oh, that's okay yeah tell us about the OMA. <coughs> just bring it on bring it on home
1: yeah. yeah i'm trying I'm trying to remember everything yeah so anyways but you, you mentioned to me running to Paul Wibley or whatever that was kind of funny ordeal um off the start he got the whole shot of course and I was like fifth something like that behind Ferringer Russell and Ashburn and him and uh we get into the woods and he's leading and he kind of went the wrong way and went up into the woods a little bit and uh it got really tight and uh he slid like on a root and stalled his bike and I hit that same root my front tire like went straight into his leg and like he fell on top of me <laughs> his handlebars he was like stuck in between my bike and his bike, and his handlebars were almost in my spokes. So he gets up and he's standing on my front wheel, like trying to pick his bike up. And then he's like got a left foot on my front wheel, trying to kick his bike so I can <laughs> bike up. But um, I hit my button and got out from underneath of him real quick. But that's the last I've seen of him. I he, surprisingly he had a bad race. I cannot believe that.
0: Yeah, especially because he's been so dominant. Um, now, granted, Bobbitt and Faringer there towards the end were definitely giving him uh, you know, a run for his money with the OMAs, but he's been very, very dominant in the OMAs as of late. So uh, the fact that you beat him, um, does that mean you're going to beat him in the 2013 GNCC season?
1: <clears throat> no, that doesn't really mean anything. I was just kind of getting to the point where, like, you know, where was that bad race last year when I needed it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But,
0: um yeah, you definitely had your bad race, unfortunately, it was that first one in Florida, but, as you were yeah. saying it's it's all all you need is one bad race, unfortunately,
1: yeah, yeah, you no, know, i I'm like like I said, that was the last I've seen of him. I was kind of surprised he didn't make his way back up towards us too, since because I mean he's been so dominant and so amazing but um, but, I had a good day. I rode behind Russell most of the time, and um I had pretty it was it was fun, it was really it was like in a national enduro track. It's kind of caught me off guard. I thought it was going to be a little wider, Um, but it was all fresh stuff. Like Gus just went through and put up arrows. He didn't cut nothing down. He just stuck arrows up and like follow those.
0: Huh. Is that – now, yeah, you haven't uh, – I'm trying to think back too because I've only seen footage from a couple OMAs and stuff like that. I've unfortunately never been able to be to one or have gone to one. So, yeah, I'm not too – you know, maybe some guys in the chat room can uh, help us out and let us know. If if that's kind of typical, I guess at an OMA. If it if I know I know it's much more tight. Um, yeah. It's, it's not your typical you know, um, GNCC style width. Um, but that's interesting that you say it was. It, it felt also fresh cut and so or almost not cut.
1: Yeah, for sure. Like it, probably, it was a nine mile track and probably six of it was stuff that nobody had ridden. So. Hmm. Well. It, so at least right probably probably half and half right around there.
0: By the by the end of the race it must have been awesome then.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was it was getting good and um I got into the lead and I was like I was pretty happy cuz I I was like if I can just keep Russell behind me and not make any mistakes I could win. Um because it was really hard to pass anywhere cuz it was so tight. And uh, I was really it was really kind of one line cuz of the mud and stuff and you kind of didn't want to get off the trail cuz it was all a bunch of leaves and stuff down but I ended up making a couple of mistakes, and he got by me, and I was like, it's going to be tough to get back around him unless he crashes or something, but um, I think with two laps to go, I broke off my right hand guard, and that was pretty much the end of uh, staying with him. Right. A bunch of saplings and stuff kept catching my front brake, and I I probably went down the last lap and a half probably six or seven times, just stupid, stupid little crashes, but... It was a, you know, I'm pretty happy to finish second behind Russell. You know, he's a four-time AMA National Enduro champion. He knows how to ride tight stuff. So, you know, yes. i pleased with second.
0: Oh, I, yeah, I would be very pleased with second. And I, I think that you're doing a phenomenal job. So taking some of the momentum, some of the, I guess, prep work that you've been doing, like with the forearm surgery, getting married, um, and then, you know, coming into this, coming into kind of racing into the GNCC series with doing so well at this OMA, you know, what do you, what do you, do you have any kind of predictions for yourself or how do you see this, this GNCC season going for you since that's obviously going to be your main, your main focus?
1: Um, you know, obviously, you know, I want to see myself win. Right. Um, cause I was so close to doing it last year. I know I can, but, um, you know, it's kind of every, you reset the field like everybody thinks they have a shot again. Um, so everybody's going to be ready for the first couple rounds. And you're not really going to see anybody like separate themselves probably until round four or five, like the first two or three rounds, like everybody still thinks they have a chance to win. And until they find out they can't like, you know, it's, I don't know, it's more of a mental game. Like you got to believe in yourself and know you can win to be up front. And uh, once those guys kind of lose belief, like then, then uh, certain guys will start, you know, um, really, kind of be a step ahead of the rest of the field, kind of like how me and Paul were last year.
0: Yeah, kind of rising to the top there. Yeah, nice, man. Well, that's cool. Well, um, so you're you're gonna be traveling around, trying to get to Florida, getting down there, getting some practicing in before uh, River Ranch. Um, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what's gonna happen. It's unfortunate that I'm not gonna be able to be down there, but hey, life happens. And you know, then again, while life's not happening, other lives happen. So. We're just gonna see how it goes and see what comes of it. But man, we really appreciate you uh coming on tonight. Like you said, that you kinda you kinda stayed in one spot so that we could get on, uh, so that you could get some Wi Fi. appreciate that for sure. So, you know, dude, good luck. Um I hope that I do get to run into you this year at some of the GNCCs, maybe a national enduro or two when we're out there. So that's some fun, you know. Do you do you have any uh any, any last words for us before we let you go for the evening?
1: You're kicking me off already.
0: Do you what do you want us to try to call on Toby? Do you want to make fun of him?
1: Nah, I'm good. You sure? Nah, I'll let you continue on.
0: We can. I'm
1: um, I'm good. I'm good. I'm just making fun of
0: you. Hey man, that's all right. You make fun of me all you want. It's been happening my whole life. Thirty three years of it, I can handle another little guy coming up on me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No. Alright, dude, well seriously, thank you. Thanks you know, thank all your people. You gotta give props to people, I'm sure, you know, and everybody watches seat time, so it's more coverage, you know what I'm saying?
1: Exactly. Exactly. How many how many followers you got about 10, 10k on there oh right
0: gosh there. minimum
1: that's i see yeah, see that's all the exposure i need right
0: that's here what i'm talking about what is that it? is that a, what is that in there hold on one second caleb what is that person hey can you see him on your screen caleb no we, we don't know how this is working all right eric say hi hi eric you're live on the internet just to let you know hi. <laughs> so you look awesome but uh eric you wanted to say hi to caleb
4: oh hey caleb I met you. Uh, I met you at the Johnny Campbell Christmas Classic a little while ago. Yeah, yeah, I know who you are. I remember. Yeah. Nice. So, uh, I just wanted to say, hey, and congrats on your amazing, stellar year this last year.
1: Yeah, thanks, dude. Appreciate nope. it. How was the uh, How was the Johnny Campbell Classic this year? I was pretty bummed. I was laying in hospital bed. I couldn't make it out to it. It was good. We had a uh, actually had a hair scramble on Saturday. That was a seven mile single all single track course,
4: and it, it was it was a lot of fun.
1: Cool, cool. Yeah, I was, I was bummed. I was laying there, uh, actually, in a hospital out in California, wishing I was riding. Holy cow! Well, are you gonna be ready to race?
4: Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm good
1: now. Yeah, I
4: missed this whole interview because I've been driving around looking for Wi-Fi. Did oh,
0: nice. Did you find it?
4: Yeah, I'm outside of a Starbucks. <laughs> nice. So, yeah.
0: so did you go buy a coffee to get the password, or did you just said screw it and pulled in and just took it?
4: I'm just I'm parked up next to it, just like triple parked in the motorhome.
0: That, so it's, I, we want a picture I, of that before this before this night's over. You know that, right?
4: Absolutely. I'm say, I'm gonna shoot it as soon as I get done with this.
0: <laughs> I like it. Well, dude, uh, I'm glad you're on. to so don't go anywhere. But uh, we were just we were just uh, wrapping up a little bit with Caleb so that we could get Toby Price on and talk to him about a little bit of what's going on. I'm just awesome. going to talk about your new series. So, Caleb, dude, uh, like I said, do you want to stay on? You're more than welcome. We'll just get, like, you know, it'll be like a menage quattro. Where are you going to go?
1: Yeah, whatever. I'll stay on if you want
0: me to. Yeah, let's see what happens. Do you think we can do uh... so? All right. Well, really quick before we try to do this, uh, Stephen, if you could bring up, you know who I'm talking about. I have to thank my sponsors because sponsors are awesome. They are what make... <laughs> Cool people like us have cool people out there like y'all. Listen and watch and take part in all that goes on. So what you're watching is Seat Time. And Seat Time is sponsored by our title sponsor, Fly Racing. So flyracing.com is the URL where you can find their website. And through that website, you can find out all kinds, of inf- all kinds of cool, awesome information about the gear and all the accessories and all the fun stuff that they have that can help you not only enjoy your time on the motorcycle, but make you look that much more cool, which Though that may not be what it's all about, there is a possibility that it may be what it's all about for you. So flyracing.com, please go check them out. They're actually going to be having some new gear that just came out for their spring 2013 line. It's the Kinetic Shock Mesh, and uh, a lot of that stuff is looking good. There's a couple colorways that I think I'm going to maybe have to have, and there's a couple colorways. Excuse me, I'm burping here because of my cider. That I'm definitely gonna have to have. So please go check them out, flyracing.com. We really appreciate their support. I know that um, <laughs> Steven's pushing all kind of kinds of buttons and trying to get us set up here. That's fine. As we we're kind of we're kind of pushing the limits here to see how it goes. So, Eric, if you yeah. had one question for Caleb Russell and you were online with him right now, what would it be?
4: Oh. Um, oh wait. Hey. I was talking- I was trying to think of good stuff. Oh, yeah, hey. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to think of good stuff on my way here. Um, I guess, okay, Uh, what's it like growing up, watching all the GNCC guys, you know, and idolizing them and, and looking up to them and then going out there now and actually battling at them and beating them?
0: Fantastic question, yeah, by the way.
1: Question. That's a really good question. <clears throat> um... <clears throat> the only bummer thing is like all the guys that I kind of looked up to are like kind of out of the sport now, um, or not racing. They're not really out of the sport, but, um, I looked up to guys like Rodney Smith and Fred Andrews and and and, uh, Steve Hatch and guys like that. And like, I remember as a little kid, um, looking up to them, just thinking, just kind of picturing myself, like, you know, that's all I ever wanted to be. And I never let anything kind of, um, steer me away from that that one goal being a a, a professional g n c c racer um i you know I'd never really question myself like i just it was just a matter of time before when and um you know I wasn't ever the best amateur rider either
3: and
1: getting to that level and then racing against those guys is is something that I wish I could do now. It'd be pretty fun, but you know there are really not too many of them around. I think I got to race against, um, obviously Barry and some of those guys. But uh, you know it's it's pretty it's pretty amazing uh, seeing where I was, you know, ten years ago, just looking up to looking up to those guys and wanting to be in their shoes. And now I'm kind of in their spot. Awesome. Yeah. I
4: mean, you said that as an amateur rider, you weren't a very good amateur rider. Um, what was it like? Was there like a point where like all of a sudden something clicked, and just like the next race you went out to, you're like, oh wow, now I'm faster than all these guys? Or did it just kind of?
1: happen? Yeah, it was kind of it was kind of it was kind of like that. Just something something clicked randomly. Um, it kind of I kind of clicked in like segments too. Like it wasn't ever just bam. I was like, you yeah. know, killing a class. It Blacked was off. like. Yes, yeah, I uh, like kind of starting from the youth days. I wasn't that good a youth rider. Um, I think 2005, like Corey Buttrick, was like my arch nemesis on youth bikes. Next year I moved up and I was riding 200A and I was getting my butt kicked by all these old guys. Um, and then one race, I think it was it was Yakinville, 2006 GNCC. I come out and I win my first race just out of nowhere. And I won, I won that race, and then I finished on the podium in the 200 day class two more times. than I last race of the year, I just smoked everybody by like 13 minutes. And then the next year, I went undefeated. So, yeah, it's it kind of happen-
0: straight up badass.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it
4: just kind of so it just kind of happened. No, I know how that is, where you're like riding and you're on a plateau, and you're like, man, I can't get any faster, can't get any faster. And then you just go out the next weekend, and for some reason, you're way faster. For no, it seems like no reason at all.
1: Like just,
4: uh, I don't
1: know. Something happens, something happens, and you know you figured it out. I don't. It's kind of worked that way my whole life, (laughs) racing wise, anyways. I
0: I had just the opposite. I got slower, and all of a sudden (laughs) it just happened. I was like, "Son of a bitch!"
1: (laughs) Especially
4: when you're battling with friends, like they'll get off that plateau, and you're like, "What the hell?" And then you'll get off the plateau, and they'll be like, "What the hell?" And it just you know, like with Corey, you guys kind of went through, it sounds like you went through the ranks all the way together.
1: Yeah, it was, it was me. See, I was, <clears throat> my age, I was, I was this, in the same class as Thad, Thad Duvall. And, uh, Corey was like, um, two years younger than me, I think, or a year and a half or something like that. So he was always a little bit, um, in the class below, but Thad got bigger, like, and I kind of stayed small. So I, I stayed on the small wheel bikes and he moved up and he moved up to big bikes before me, then Corey moved up to the bigger bigger mini bike before I did, too. So I ended up racing Corey instead of Thad, and then I was never in the same class as Thad until we got to XC1. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he got out of XC2 before you came in, right? Well, uh, we raced against each other in XC2 2008 when he won the championship. That was my first year in the class. Is it weird that I know about this stuff because
4: I watch it? and like people can tell you oh i remember seeing you this i remember seeing that and you're kind of like oh i
1: kind of remember that yeah it's kind of weird a little bit <laughs>
0: i might be stalking you and or i might not be <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well dude no, be, awesome it
4: all tivo all of it
0: i oh, would nice. i've got stuff tivo too but i can't tell him about it because his wife might find out <laughs> <laughs> Which is awkward. Well, uh, Caleb, I know we were gonna try to keep you on, but I hate to say it. It looks like we're having some bandwidth issues because of the fact that we've got so many videos going on at once. So, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, I guess
1: you gotta upgrade your internet package.
0: Uh, yeah. Well, I'm not gonna lie. My package is pretty big. Um, so <laughs> the f- the fact that it's failing me now is pretty pretty uh you know disheartening. So. Yeah. I thank you very much for being on the show. I know that Eric got to ask you some questions that he's been bonering over all night, so it's yeah. a good it's a good time. Uh, so thank you very much. Please definitely give. I know you didn't get a chance, but give your shout outs to all your peoples, and then uh, we'll uh, we'll call we'll call it an evening, and we'll uh, high five in the future.
1: Yeah, no problem. Um, yeah, I got to thank uh, FMFKTM, um, my wife, my mechanic Tanner, um, Scott Goggles, CD Boots uh, motosport.com, St. Lawrence radiology Nfab, and, and, uh, yeah, whoever else I forgot, I know there's probably a bunch and, uh, it's a <laughs> all long the list. Other cool people. But, um, I appreciate it. All the support. And, uh, thanks to all the fans and people watching uh, to help the sport grow. Thanks.
0: Well, it's going to be a good time, man. Congratulations again. Getting married. Look forward to seeing you kick some ass. 2013 GNCCs. I think it's going to be freaking phenomenal. So, you just hang up on us, man, and it's gonna be it's gonna be an end of the night, but I'm gonna be sad to see you go.
1: Alright, sounds good. We'll see you later. Have a fun
0: show. We love you. Here's Starbucks, Starbucks right?
1: There. Woo! Here's
0: Starbucks. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I like it. All right. So we're gonna keep seeing we we've got all kinds of fun stuff going on. Steven's pushing buttons trying to figure out if uh if all this stuff's gonna work, but we think it is. We've got uh we are trying to get Toby Price on the line right now. Eric, how do you pronounce your last name? Because I don't really know.
4: Um, well both my grandparents say it different, so
0: Really? Uh, both Kudla, your grand Kudla? Okay. Kudla
4: or Kudla or whatever.
0: Just like cuddle up on a good time or Yeah. <laughs> Might as well. I like it. Okay. So you have a new series that's getting ready to come out soon in on the West, and like a new desert racing series. So, as Steven kind of like starts to see if he can figure this stuff out, go ahead and tell us a little bit about this series that you're kind of, you know, that you're getting started from the ground up.
4: Okay. Well, actually, uh, I'm out here in the desert right now.
0: Yes. And physically. The
4: first, round, <laughs> the first round's on Sunday. And uh, so it's just a brand new series that we started. Um, I was working with the U S desert racing series and district 37 and a bunch of different organizations. And, uh, we started doing team races for usdr and they became bigger than the main race. And so with this series, I'm kind of like, I wanted to go out on my own. I've always wanted to go out on my own. And I kinda, I just took that idea, did team races. I'm preempting Baja so people can come out and race the team races and get prepped for Baja. And, there's uh three team races, a National Hare and Hound and the Johnny Cap Christmas class. It's all part of the series.
0: Okay. Man. So, you got a lot of stuff I'm going just, on.
4: Yeah, it's and, you know, and that's just this I'm I'm doing the youth national series and I, you know, work with the district and I do all the graphic design for the stuff out here and I race. I'm actually going to Baja next on Tuesday. Straight to Baja after
0: this. So for, is that for the San Felipe 250?
4: Yeah, yeah. I'm actually racing a uh, class 21 with Adam Neward. Man. So, Straight you're you're crazy. yeah. It's, I'm trying to – I kind of took from like what the racer promotions does, where they do a little bit of everything. Yeah. They got their – all of it. And that seems like really the only way you can be profitable or make a living doing this is doing every aspect of it. Right. So I do the graphic design, the promotions. I go out and race. I um, put on the races. I do it from start to finish. Uh, design all the shirts. Design all everything. So – I did all the web design I do all, everything for our series so
0: you but, uh, are a man of many many talents
4: that's yeah well it's what I'm trying to do oh i'm in a, and
0: I'm in a band so <laughs> what do you play
4: um in this band I'm playing drums right now
0: nice but you're, so, are you are you are you not a drummer are you just kind of filling in you're having fun or uh,
4: well I, I'm a, I grew up a guitarist but then I picked up drums because all my friends were drummers and or, i mean guitar all my friends were guitarists and they were all better than me and there was a drum set so they're like looks like you're playing drums and so <laughs> so i just picked up the drums and i um i it's not that i'm better at that than guitar it's just a lot more needed than a guitarist because everybody plays guitar
0: that's very true i am i am myself a drummer played in multiple bands throughout high school and college and all that kinds of fun stuff don't play as much nowadays as i would like to but uh I I would agree. It's like with Pete. The second anybody finds out you're a drummer, they're like, "Holy crap! You want to be in my band?" I'm like, "Nah. I mean, I don't. Not really." (laughs) Like,
4: Uh,
0: (laughs) then you're like, then you want to be like, "Well, I suck." They're like, "Oh, that's okay. We just need a really, we need a drummer." I'm like,
4: "Yeah, yeah. Basically, uh, the last band I was in a couple years ago, I traded my drum set for a bass cabinet. um, So I don't have any drums. So basically," when somebody asked me to play drums like well you got to have the stuff and this band had the stuff so i just show up and play with them <laughs> <laughs> so when when i have a minute here and there in between doing all this other stuff
0: right well that's one way to make it work for sure
4: yeah so i just keep busy trying to do things that i like doing as much as possible so
0: i like it okay well Sounds like you are definitely involved in the off-road community, and you have a lot of awesome involved in yourself with that community. So, specifically, tell us. It looks like you're kind of trying to highlight the fact that there's a lot of endurance going on, a lot of uh, team races, uh, you know, extreme kind of terrain, if, you know, going on in this new series. So, is there anything specific that really stands out in your mind about the the series that's going to be coming up this Sunday that is going to make it stand? On its own, um, on you know, next to a lot of the other off-road races that are out there, specifically West Coast. I think since you're kind of that's what you're kind of competing against. Yeah,
4: the there's the West Coast is kind of weird right now. Um, people like we have Big Six series that's happening right now, and right. it's it's easy. And that was one thing I wanted to ask Caleb is like, what's up with the what's up with the um, how GNCC? I mean, what makes it so huge? Because it's really tough, and uh, out here they don't it doesn't seem like they like tough races they like easy or they like ex-
0: yes hey what's going on do you know we just totally yep adam quick that's all right what's up toby not too much mate what's happening uh we're just hanging up on people in the middle of their conversations
2: no i <laughs> good stuff. i
0: was like hit the plus button hit the plus button and he didn't and it's <laughs> <laughs> so as usual, I might have had too much to drink, and somebody else might be taking advantage of me. But that's okay, right? That's that's perfectly fine. Nothing wrong with that. All right. Well, so as uh, as again, as I say, Steven's gonna try to get Eric back on the line. We've got you really quick. We're gonna try to talk to you. It's is interesting. I, I don't know that I'm uh, that I, I know how to switch gears this fast, but we're gonna try to work with it. So you're in the states. You're in the KTM shop. What the hell's going on, man? What are you doing here outside of Australia?
2: Yeah, I just uh, I just flew in today, so we um I'm over here to compete in the uh, San Felipe 250, so it's yeah, looking forward to all these Baja races and uh yeah, glad to be here, so I can't wait. Gosh, yeah, dude, so you are
0: now going to be on the KTM Baja team. You're the fourth member for the for this year?
2: Yes, that's correct. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll team up with uh, Mike Brown to do the 250 and the 500 and, and then we all team up to do the 1000 at the end of the year. Absolutely epic. Okay. Wh- what does this mean for you? You have tried for so long. You've
0: come over every now and again to do some American racing, but you're a huge name in Australia when it comes off-road. Won multiple, multiple titles down there. But now you're, you know, KTM, who who is a sponsor of yours in Australia, has brought you to the States. You're going to do some, I guess, American racing, but technically you're going to be in, you know, Mexico, whatever. Yeah. What the hell does this mean to you? Because I have a feeling it means a lot.
2: Yeah, definitely. This is a a massive big foot in the door for me. um, this is what I've been trying to do for a long time is uh, get over here and race full time and, um, yeah, come to America. So, it's, yeah, it's a dream come true at the moment. Uh, but, yeah, it's, yeah, it's uh, still got some unfinished business. can come later on and uh, move here full time.
0: I like it, man. So – uh, we did We did just get Eric back in the middle of his conversation, so we did get Toby Price on as well, so now we actually have our second, I guess our second and third guest on at the same time, so now we are back to a menage a trois. it's the weirdest Tuesday night I've ever had, because I went from like three guys to three guys to three guys, and then in the middle of there, it was only two guys, and now it's three again, I'm telling you, <laughs> Steven, you're just pushing my buttons all kinds of weird, and I'm kind of liking it. All right, so Toby, while we've got you, I know you're kind of in the shop, but we, we you're looking forward to this. You're going to be what what bike are you guys going to be riding when you're down there? Tell us a little bit about the bike setup.
2: Yeah, we're on the uh KTM 450. Um that seems to be a pretty good bike. I uh, got got a chance to come over at the end of last year and just uh kind of scout out the area and just get used to the get used
0: to the ability of go on.
2: Yeah. Got to get on to, uh, yeah, got to go and see the race in the helicopter. But uh, this year, yeah, I'll get to actually compete and uh, be a part of the racing. So I just take it as it comes and uh, hopefully can, yeah, hold that throttle on and go for it.
0: All right. Now, see all the racing that you've done in Australia, especially a lot of the desert racing. Um, and and you, how does that compare to what you're about to take on, you know, this coming weekend and what you saw when you were in the helicopter last year for all the racing that went on?
2: uh definitely a lot more people um and a lot more people <laughs> standing on the track that's uh, we're going to have to be dodging a fair, fair few more people but uh it's looking uh, pretty good the the racing compared to back home uh like I compete in the Fink Desert Race and uh Hadar Desert Race and the two those two races are completely different and then also like a lot different to what the Baja racing is so uh, I think is a bit more high speed. Like we get an average of like 127 kilometers an hour in that race, um, and top speeds of about 180 kilometers an hour. So it's yeah, a little bit different. Um, just the the ter- terrain's a lot different to what we do back home. Uh, it's like more sand and like whooped out, and a little bit of hard pack. But here's got a wide variety of everything, where it's it hard pack to to silt beds to. Rocky whoops to climbing hills and everything. So it's a a bit of everything. It's wide variety. It's good.
0: Nice. Well, I've talked to Kurt Caselli a few times about his Baja experiences and some of his desert racing. If if there's any bit of advice that I have for you from what I have learned from talking to him is it's just the same as when you're at a strip club. When you (laughs) see a big group of people around something, you either really want to know what it is or you really don't want to know what it is. Most of the time with <laughs> desert racing, you don't want to know what it is because of the fact that there's a million people watching something freaking crazy is about to happen and shit's going to get nuts. So what is your, what is your main trick going to be when you're fronting all those people? What's going to make you stand out and be the most awesome? You're just going to like flip them all
2: off. I don't know. Yeah. Hopefully can, um, <laughs> yeah, come across those group of people and, um, yeah, not come off. I because I think that's usually what they, they try and do. They set up a bit of a booby trap there and, Try and bring you unstuck. So it's uh, if I can get through all that stuff and um, hold that throttle south, I'll be good to go.
0: I like it. Hold the throttle south, Eric. Have you ever heard that before?
2: Uh, no.
0: No. Yep. Me neither. A,
4: that's a great. That's a great way to put it.
0: I know. I always heard elbow to the ground. Obviously, WFO. All kinds of fun stuff. But that's a good one. Throttle to the south. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, so you're an Australian, right? Yes. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What was? It? Yeah. Yeah. It's like Y E Y. Well, what do you? What is it? Y E W. How do you say it? You. You. Yeah. You. <laughs> you, mate. Well, uh. All right. I have to know. I, I mean, I'm not here to get anybody in trouble, but we had a good time after the ISDE at the after party. <laughs> on a on a on a, a of the after parties that you've been to. Uh, how does that one rate, so that I know if I felt like I'm like, oh man, you were at a ten, or if like I was at like a four, but I felt like I was at an eleven. Like, you know what I mean? Like, wh- how did that compare to a lot of the other ones you've been to?
2: Um, yeah, well, us, us Aussies, we kind of we got this bit of reputation. We know how to party, so uh, I think we're at about a level eight there. I reckon it was, um, yeah, it got pretty wild. So it's uh, rock. But yeah, that was at the end of the season and um pretty much that was a bit of our time we could let our hair down. We had a lot of we had a hard six days there and uh, I was still carrying some broken ribs, but um yeah, a few yeah, few medicine bottles of the uh of the bourbon and everything that uh kind of settled it all down and you kinda of <laughs> forgot about it. <laughs> I love it. It wasn't a
0: it wasn't a couple bottles, it was it was way more than that. But uh yeah. that's that's fine. I'm talking
2: about like the uh the actual big bottle, like not pre mixed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that 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 makes me feel horrible because it makes it sound like you had way more to drink than I did because you were behind the scenes doing it somewhere. So I think I'm gonna have to man up. So, uh, Eric, have you had a chance to see any of uh any of the video footage or any of the stuff out there of Mister Toby Price riding his little KTM's to all of his fun little championships?
4: Oh yeah, I've been following the whole thing uh, since they, since he. Uh, I actually met you at that fish taco place at the end of the thousand. What? Um yeah, they, oh, they, uh, yeah. Real quick, I was just like, "Hey, what's up?" And that was it. <laughs> um, I'm uh, your number one team. American fan. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I, then I, you know, they were saying, "Yeah, we got this new fast guy on KTM," and I was like, oh, "Oh, who?" And then I met you, and then just been looking you up and stuff. And you know, with the, I think, did you win the Fikey or the Fike last year as well?
2: Yeah. The Desert Rice.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, and in uh, two thousand. 11
2: Yeah, I wanted uh, I wanted the first year I went in in 2010 and then last year in 2012.
4: Yeah, so I had heard of, I think I had heard of your name sort of from there and so yep. you know it's going to be a great. It's going to be great to have another super fast guy on a KTM down in Baja. And hopefully they can get that 1x this year cuz they were so close last year. And you know one of the races I put on is the Johnny Campbell Christmas Classic, so he's my boss for that day, but I still like the competition out there, <laughs> and I ride. I ride a KTM, too, so I want to see you know, as much battling out there as possible. So.
0: I like it. We're all a bunch of orange bleeders here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have a feeling only one of us is professionally paid to do it, though. Yeah. <laughs> Which is unfortunate. I'm having trouble over here. I'm trying to pour myself a drink and put my beer down, and it's just not really going over that well. (laughs) So it's all right. It gets exciting. So one of the things that I remember uh, that I barely remember towards the end of the night was uh, the seat time stickers. And when the seat time stickers came out, I I wound up trying to put them on everybody's boobs. And uh, so it was uh, half the Australian chicks walked away with a lot of seat time stickers. Whether they wanted them or not, they were getting them so Exactly.
2: There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, putting them out
0: there. Yeah, no. It's just like, hey, would you mind marketing for me? I appreciate your help. <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
2: it wouldn't even bother asking. I would <laughs> just slapped it straight on there. You would have been good to go. Yeah. Well, um. Uh, like so cool. so how, You're in Mexico?
0: So. Ooh, maybe I should go to Mexico. No, I don't need to yeah. go to Mexico because I won't probably make it back.
4: Yeah, Mexico's more about the pre party, too, than the post party. After the race, people just kind of, they're kind of over it. But before the race, that's when the party happens.
0: Really? So, but is that a, is that, that's more of a, I guess, a cultural party? Like everybody that's, that's attending the race, maybe not the racers themselves, right? Or is that, there's racers out there, too? I don't
4: know. I usually, whenever I go out, it's not the, it's not the night before the race. It's the night before the night before the race. Uh Aha. So you got that whole night before to recover. But when we go out, everybody's out, you know, um, you know, I've seen Robbie Bell out, um, Kendall, of course. He's, um, you know.
0: he's, he's name dropping shit. Just got weird.
4: <laughs> a lot of the truck guys, I, Mary uh, Larry Rosler. All those guys. It's a huge, I mean, it is a huge cultural thing too. They have thousands of people in the streets, but all the races are out there too. I mean, that's what it's, that's what it's all about is the pre-party. Cause after the race, people are so spread out at that race that they just like, all right, I'm going home. Screw this so
0: <laughs> yeah i can imagine that's a lot of racing a thousand miles especially just you guys are all racing it through the night it's like when you're done you're like checking out son all
4: right going to sleep <laughs> yeah. uh, the team that i was helping with last year they finished like we finished and we went to have tacos and these guys were already having their breakfast after sleeping all night so it was like i think they finished uh, the KTM and the Honda team finished twelve hours ahead of the Sportsman team that I was chasing for. So wow, it's wow. you know, and they they only average ten miles an hour faster, but over a thousand miles, that's yeah, it's twelve hours.
0: So. That's a shit ton of time. That's what that is. Yeah. yeah. All right, Toby, how yeah. are you going to make this KTM team better?
2: Um. Gee, yeah. Hopefully, yeah, I can just get up on that podium with the guys. Um. I just wanna uh yeah, do the best I can and uh hopefully my strengths will be a little bit more through the uh like the whoop section and stuff, so I'm a bit bigger guy and uh hopefully I can uh keep that thing straight and keep it dialed and we'll uh yeah, try and get it towards uh, the pointy end of the field. I like it. Yeah, dude, I
0: just I need you to write all this shit down. I need to work it into my vocabulary. I mean if I could have an Australian accent, I'd try, but I re- I've tried accents on the show before, and I remember how poorly they went over, so I will not try an Australian <laughs> accent right now. Uh, but um, OK, so say, Baja goes, absolutely fantastic. Oh my gosh, you guys get the 1X. <gasps> Co cool. What's next? you know Like what do what you w- w- either what's going on for you in Australia for 2013, or if you were to come to America, where would you, you know, see yourself racing in what series? And obviously, yeah, well, like, um, let me rephrase yeah, because the Baja One Thousands obviously at the end of the year. But say like this weekend goes fantastic, and we'll—I no, won't sound like as much of an idiot. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's it. We don't want to count the chickens before they hatch, but um, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll see how we go. Um, hopefully, we can get a good result this uh, at the San Felipe Two Fifty, and. Um, that's the thing. I've, I've got a pretty big full season uh, back at home. I've I've signed a contract back there with KTM uh, to race a full season there, and also race here in the uh, All Baja races. So we just, yeah, I'll be going back and forth uh, a fair bit on the plane, and uh, it's like a thirteen hour, thirteen fourteen hour flight. So kind of uh, starting to feel it a bit at the moment. But if we can uh, get a good result here, um, I'm hoping yeah that it, it could open doors for me to. Uh, come across here next year and and base myself here full time for a 12 month uh plan and see how it goes maybe maybe uh do some hair and hounds and then also do the um the Baja races so I love going flat out and um the, the more I can be in fifth gear and wide open that, the better it is so <laughs> we'll just uh take it as it comes
0: man that's awesome i think uh eric what, how excited would you be to see him in like a hare and hound or a big six or you know at one of your events Something like that. I mean, that would be pretty, pretty awesome, wouldn't it?
4: Yeah. I mean, it, it's great to have people from all over come out here and especially big names, you know, even though he's brand new to the, to the, uh, scene. I mean, that's as far as we're concerned, that's still a huge name to come out here to the West coast. because um, most people go straight to the East coast because, right. you know, GNCC, national Enduros, all that other stuff's over there. And, you know, we've got, you know, works sort of still, and we've got uh, big six and we've got national hair and hounds and, you know, like like you were saying my series just started so i'm not i'm not too worried right now about trying to attract big names i'm just trying to get through this season first
0: <laughs> right well i mean if you get toby price you're obviously going to have women involved so oh yeah
4: <laughs> he's got he's probably going to bring an australian
2: harem. so uh, we could right. only we could only hope yeah. hopefully the australian accent can pull some in for us and we'll be good <laughs> <laughs> i keep inviting yeah. him to
0: my house hoping he'll come and just bring Random people with them,
2: yeah, mate. I've I've offered a fair few in the Ojo gear bags, mate. They uh, they <laughs> supply me a few Ojo bags, but I'm trying to squeeze them in there with all my gear and stuff. But they don't seem to take the uh, the offer up too much. It's a bit too long to be squashed in an Ojo bag. Yeah, and, and your,
0: your accent only gets you so far, really. Yeah, that's I mean, right.
2: Exactly. It does. My accent don't work at home, so it's only when working <laughs> over here.
0: <laughs> Ooh. That's a good one. I talked to Strang about this and I don't remember what he said, so I wanna re I wanna rehash this with you. So say, you know, Eric, who might be single, he might not. I'm married. So I I, he is absolutely he is he is happily, absolutely single. So say he were to show up in Australia. Okay? Everybody there obviously has an Australian accent. Well, most people anyway. Chops. But he does not. (laughs) Yeah. He has wicked ass awesome chops and an American (laughs) accent. Does that get him? Any like like foot in the door when it comes to the ladies or are they just like do they just like hate us Americans because we think like we get a foot in the door?
2: No, I don't I think you might have a bit of a chance to get your foot in the door there like it it's got it's gotta it's gotta be the same as what it would be for coming us coming over here so yeah, I don't know you guys are just gonna have to come over and um stay at my place and find out we'll just we'll take you out <laughs> to all the places we'll find something.
0: Yeah, we're right. just gonna have to play the cards and see how they lie, or <laughs> some other slogan yeah. that sounds retarded. That's yeah, it. Friends, exactly.
2: A couple of friends of
4: mine that went over there said that's. It's pretty much like when Australians come over here, it's the same when Americans go over there. The ladies love it. And you know, but it's not all you, the ladies. You guys are good then.
0: It's
4: yeah. the ladies that are into it, but.
0: I'm I'm fairly unattractive, so hopefully my accent <laughs> will uh, will uh, will will play up for me. <laughs> so uh, uh, all right so if you were to go to the east coast what would you what would be your number one chance to and want where would you want to compete on the east coast in the states of course not east russia
2: who are you talking to here i'm talking to you toby i mean eric races but he, he, you really race <laughs> I'm slow. yeah no I'd, um if i was on the east coast side yeah i'd probably try and compete in the uh, gncc series um just yeah, i d I I don't mind. We do the same type of format back home in Australia and uh it's yeah, it'd be pretty good. I actually came over and done a couple of races in gncc and my best result I got is a fourth in um at uh which one? Loretta Lynn's I think it was. So I like that type of racing. Um but yeah, like I'm I'm happy to go anywhere really. Like I'm I'm just I'm trying to strive to get over here full time and um Whatever positions available, I'll be uh, I'll be more than happy to put my hand up and try and fill it.
0: <laughs>
2: oh, <laughs> it's it's funny because that comment
0: could have come the the night that I met you in Germany, and it would have been just like completely true. Um, yeah. you you will definitely. It's like, what do you need? I'm in done
2: <laughs> that's it you, you know I was like <laughs> Germany so <laughs> it's gonna happen
0: I'm sorry yeah. that you asked because shit's getting filled up you know what I'm saying it's happening <laughs> so good good times all around well dude uh I, I think things were a little rocky tonight so I'm sorry that you had to wait so long for us to get you on and stuff but uh we've got Eric we're gonna keep talking to him for a little bit I know you've got all kinds of teamwork to keep uh to keep working on so I think I think a question that I have, though, that I really like to to ask you off-road KTM riders, especially the top-notch ones, is have you seen an air shock yet on an off-road motorcycle?
2: Not on the off-road ones yet. So uh, I think that might be a little bit away at the moment, but um, the thing looked pretty tricky and Dungy's bike from what I could see when I was back in Australia. So uh, hopefully it might be just around the corner for us, and uh, we'll get to try one out sooner or later. And if you were to...
0: To hold up an air shock, do you think that you would be dainty about it, or would you just be like, "Oh my God, I'm just, you know," would you just like full bore, full fist it, like, oh, check up my air shock?
2: Yeah, I'd I'd be stoked. Like anything over here, um, it's like yeah, full factory bits in there over here in the states. So it's um, pretty much I can get my hand on anything. I get my hand on a titanium bolt, and I think I've got the best thing in the world. So <laughs> it's uh, yeah, for me, it's uh, it's a bit of a bit a high in everything like from just being here and then being in the KDM workshop where the whole, the whole guy like all Ryan Dungey and all them guys are based out of. So it's a pretty awesome feeling and um, hopefully I have plenty more of it to come. Nice.
0: Well, Hey, while you're in the States and shipping is still a lot cheaper, I don't have one of your signed jerseys on my wall.
2: We're going to have to get you one over for sure.
0: So, and uh, half of the ones I've been sent are still sweaty. So I'm just saying, I'll i I'll take what I can get.
2: No worries. Well uh hopefully we might be able to try and get a good result in the uh San Felipe and um two fifty race and make it a well worth jersey to you hanging up in your shed there.
0: I like it. I think uh I think I think my shed would be honored. So we'll see what happens. Perfect. Sounds All right. good to me. Eric, before we let this guy go, do you want to give him any last uh, last last rashings?
4: Oh, uh one question I had is you know how they always say that Australians and New Zealanders don't get along at all. Yes. So if you were to race, if you were to race GNCC, are those the first guys you're taking out or are you just going for the win?
2: Well, yeah, I, I'll be just going for the win. So kinda of if, the, if, if they're in the way, yeah, I'd, I'd say we might have to just trade a bit of plastic. But um, for me, like, yeah, I, I get along with New Zealand guys, but uh, there's a lot of people in Australia that probably don't get along with New Zealand people and – there's a probably a lot of a lot, a lot of New Zealand people that don't get along with Aussies, so it's uh pretty. It's about fifty fifty, but yeah, yeah I'm what I'm more pretty all good. What
4: anyway? is that? Sorry, what is that all about anyway? Like they just they're just not from here, so we don't like you.
2: Yeah, I don't know. That's um <laughs> yeah, they're not too far away from us, like from our border. So it's uh, the east coast. It's only about a four hour flight, but we just don't seem to get along with them too much. Um, don't know what it is, but yeah, I will I'll, uh, I'll, I'll probably, probably better not comment on it too much. It uh, might, <laughs> might start a bit more stuff up for uh, Aussies and New Zealanders. So. <laughs> well,
0: it's, it's okay. You could do it on time because we really don't care because it's a pint full of awesome. And if we're going to get people to fight on the internet, we might as well do it on our website, right?
2: Might as well yeah. do it on, yeah. Get your, get your website, get all the ratings going through the roof with uh, Aussies and New Zealanders just starting the blue and yeah, go crazy.
0: <laughs> Dig it. Awesome, man. Well, okay. Uh ISDE, you're gonna be back competing again this year?
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hopefully uh be back for the yeah, ISDE in Italy. So uh I put my name down, so we'll just um yeah, we'll wait and see. Hopefully we'll uh we'll get picked and uh we'll we'll send a pretty good strong team and see if we can go that one step better, but it seems to be a bit of a it'll be a hard task when uh, we finish a fair way behind. But second's been our best result and we're looking forward to getting back and trying to do the best we can. Awesome, dude. Well I i uh, it's, it's, it's been a tough year. I'm not going to lie.
0: So I don't know if I'll be back there, but, uh, I think it's going to be Argentina, uh, coming up 2014. I don't really know if yep. that changes much for me just cause it's South of me. It'd still be a long flight, but I would love to do it again, obviously. So either if you're in America or if I'm where you are racing, we're going to hang out. We're going to high five, probably going to have a few drinks when you're not racing. And uh, I think it's going to be a good time. I'm looking forward to it whenever it happens. Right.
2: Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Sounds good to me for I love
0: sure. It. Awesome. Well, you tell Kurt I said hi. No more arm pump surgeries without my uh, my consent.
2: <laughs> will do, mate. No worries for sure. <laughs> we'll, uh, good chatting to you.
0: Absolutely, man. We'll have to do it again whenever our uh, time time zones line up.
2: Perfect. Sounds good. We'll uh, hopefully we'll next few trips on the way back. We'll uh, we'll we'll uh, schedule something in again. And we'll go from there. I
0: love it. You hang up on us, and
2: will you have a good night? No worries. You too, boys. Cheers. Later, to boss. Right. See, See ya, ya. next. Yeah,
0: see you in Mexico. Cheers. All right. All right, Eric. We're going to hang up. Oh, it's gone. All right. It's just you and me now, buddy. You think you can handle it? I can handle I don't have video. Oh, maybe it'll come back. I don't know. Steven might be able to figure it out. If not, you could just put a picture of me up on your phone and make me look pretty. Just like that with your thing? Yeah. I just hey, imagine that how you doing? all night. Um, all <clears> night. <throat> oh, there we
4: are. No, I still don't have you. Nothing. Anyway.
0: That's okay. Um, so I we were talking you. a little bit about your series and stuff like that. So, I think one of the questions I have for it is, uh, how awesome is Toby Price? He's awesome. Yeah. All
4: right. He's he's it's, you know, another fast guy coming up, and and they're always coming, and there's always another faster guy than the last guy that you ever saw, you know. And he's one of those guys that he's still pretty young too, from what I understand. So yes. And uh, it was funny when I met him in Mexico. Um, he was like, hey, I'm Toby Price. And I was like, oh, Toby Price? And I was like, oh, oops. <laughs> like, I just <laughs> said it the way he said it. I don't know. I'm not
0: I didn't mean to make fun of you to your face, but haha. ha. Uh,
4: yeah. <laughs> gotcha, <But, you>, bitch. <laughs> but it'll be cool to see what he can do down there. And, and it's from what it sounds like, it's it's pretty similar to the think Think? Fikey? Thinky? Yeah, I think groups. Fike. Uh, Fike. Think? Think? I don't know. We'll go with but it. But it's. It's, this 250 is going to be very interesting with, uh, the new formats, the new, uh, or the new course, I mean. And, um, I mean, the, the top guys pulling one, two, and three right out of the gate. It's going to be, it's going to be a great race.
0: I'm looking forward to it. All right, before yeah. we get talking a little bit more about Eric's uh, new series that he has coming up, actually, that starts this Sunday. I definitely want to thank another yeah. one of our fine partners for uh, their supportive Seat Time, and that is Powersport Graphics. So if you to go to RidePG.com, that is the website where you could find out more about Power Sports Graphics. Big thing is you can order their pre-pinted numbered plate decals by 11 a.m. Eastern, which unfortunately would be – three hours before that so 8 a.m. if you're on the Pacific but that's okay it's still going to ship the same day so that way you can get it quicker so that's what you want to do if you're like oh man I really want to order this what you want to do is you want to order it quickly before 11 a.m. Eastern and you can have it the next day same day shipping it'll be there soon and then as well what's also fun is you can go in there you're like oh my gosh that is the sexiest looking bike kid in the world I want that but If you're not one of those picky guys who just wants to change everything and make all the little details different, you can go in there and you do ready-to-ship option, and it saves you 40% off of the price that you see online. That's a big deal. I mean, if you're going, oh, you know, I really want to put my friend's company on there, you got to think about it. What has your friend really done for you? I don't know. Do you want to save yourself some money and order from RidePG? I think you should. Powersport Graphics, RidePG.com. Please go check them out. And if you're like, oh, my gosh, I want to order some bitching ass decals for whatever Seat time is the discount code that you want to use to to save 10%. So you want to save 10% off of any order that you make on there, put in the discount code seat time, tell them that we said that we sent you and that we're awesome because you'd like to get one of your logo, one of our logos on your kit. That's what's going to happen. So thank you very much. Power Sport Graphics. Appreciate your support. Mr. Eric. All right. Yeah. Finally. We'll refocus. No, we'll refocus. <laughs> it's cool. I've, I've got time. Steven doesn't, but we'll make it happen. We've got a little bit tough. Um. <laughs> we do want to know what, what is going to make your series like kind of, kind of start to stand on its own. What, 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 what does your format offer? Not, maybe not that's different or that's better and stuff like that, but what do you think is going to really kind of, you know, make it its own entity?
4: A big thing that we've got going is, is like this race is a 200 mile race. It's, um, you know, out here, that's a lot of miles. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's a 52 mile course and we do four laps on it. And, um, it's a team race, which we don't have team races out here except for Baja and stuff like that. you know, a little fun, Oh, we're doing a team race before you know, Saturday before this is a serious team race. And that's um, one of the big things that we don't even have it all out here. And um, you know, we're doing three team races and then that national and Hound up in Reno, which is going to be going on at the same time as a truck race. So there's actually a truck race happening and you're going underneath the course. Like there's these big, tubes that you go underneath the course as a trucks are going at the same time. And that one's sponsored by Monster Energy and there's Monster Girls there and there's you know Freestyle Motocross and the Cabana. Ivan the uh Ivan the Iron Man Stewart was uh narr- uh commentating and he was handing out the awards and everything last year. It was crazy. So
0: it sounds awesome. I just what, I like I like want to hear about more about the Monster Girls.
4: Oh yeah. It well, you know, when you get close it's not the same <laughs> <laughs> but there's still there's still you know it's like there's one for everybody. You know what I mean? There's like, oh that one's hot and those ones are okay, but then my friends are like, No, that one's hot and I'm like, Well I'll have yeah.
0: that. One. That's yeah, it's like you just take whichever one you think's hot and I'll have the leftovers because she's still not bad looking.
4: Yeah, she's still a seven, eight, nine, whatever.
0: Yeah. So, so right now because there's nobody else, she is a ten because she's the only ten.
4: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like and she's but, a uh, model. Um <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But uh, this biggest thing about the series is I'm bringing it into the 21st century. We've got, uh, we're have got we going to have instant results, awards right at the end of the race. Um, we've got media coverage through Burb Off-Road, through Seat Time, obviously, which Woo-hoo. is – is, you could have me on here because I've been watching it. Um, I don't watch every episode, but I watch every one that I can get to. I like it. And, uh, I was watching it actually on my phone when you had Robbie Bell as I was driving home from a race, like like driving like this oh, with my phone and trying to <laughs> –
0: <laughs> so, you're saying we drove you to drive as unsafely as possible? You weren't texting anybody yeah, while you were watching and doing wheel. that, were
4: you? Yeah, I was putting on my steering wheel and like listening to music and like in traffic at the same time watching Robbie Bell and I think, uh, who was the, other, uh, oh, Russell, Russell Bobbitt. Bobbitt, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, it's good, uh, you know, it's just things like this and being able to get, um, off-road out there i mean there's a lot of people in southern i mean southern california is the largest market share of off-road motorcycles but we still have a small amount of people that actually race right so we just need to get these guys out here when they race you know a local district race you got to get an ama license you got to get district it ends up being a 150 dollars weekend just to get out here for us you just show up and race it's 50 bucks a head you race that's it and so it's a lot easier what i'm trying to do is get people into racing so that they'll go into nationals. They'll go into the local racing. They'll, you know, it'll it's like a teaser to get them into it and and come out have a good time and just uh you know yeah have a blast with all of us out here in the desert really.
0: Yeah for sure. Okay. Um. Well now when I think desert I definitely think uh I think a little bit of Burning Man. Um. I don't know how many too many people out there know what Burning Man is. You want to go look it up because we're not about to spend time talking about what it is. You definitely want to go look it up, But if you want the the reference there it is. How how do you, um, I kind of try to struggle with this because I I like drinking, I like partying, I like having a good time Now, as well. I like doing it in a responsible fashion because I'm a responsible adult in that arena. So is there a way in these kind of races that you can bring in some form of that party style atmosphere, you know, like the night of or the night, I guess the night after the race, um, that 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 you could think of, or that you've thought of, that, w- that we might be able to do to kind of bring in some form of that uh, after-party mentality into some of these race series. That's not maybe not sponsored by the race series, but still kind of, you Just know, like
4: yeah, it's a it's a you know uh, everybody go here after the race and have a good time. Right. But uh, I know that um, with the Reno Extreme, uh, the one up in Reno, um, they actually have a a whole drinking area. I mean, there mo- there's a monster cabana. Where they have free drinks, and all night it's crazy. Like after the race last year, we went there, and then nah, I, I don't remember. <laughs> it was, it was <laughs> I exactly showed up, day. and then I woke oh. up. <laughs> yeah, and it was tomorrow. <laughs> and I yeah,
0: exactly. I still and, don't know where so, my pants are, technically, but whatever. That's so fine.
4: With you know, with the desert, a lot of times with these long races, it's like with Baja, it's just over, and that's it. Uh, a lot of the stuff is beforehand. Um, and with being in Barstow right here, we're right next to town. I mean, like I said, I drove right here into town and there's a bunch of stuff in town doing here, but, um, I know that the Reno race, that's a huge focus is getting spectators out there, getting spectators involved and having the party atmosphere and doing all that. So it's definitely something that can be expanded upon. The tough part is, is that being on public BLM land, uh, a lot harder to do all that. I mean, it's harder to get the permits, it's harder to get all that stuff. So you'd have to do something like, okay, we're going here afterwards um which is definitely something that we want
0: to expand into. Huh. All right, well yeah. no, cool. Yeah. Um you you just uh, you you strike me as an individual that would uh that would have some of the same thoughts as myself and that's kind of why I I I, uh, I brought that question to you and that that yeah. may be that may be something we have to talk about in the near future. But um uh, okay, so you're gonna be racing this coming up weekend at the San Felipe yeah. 250. That sounds like a pretty badass way to get a lot of ass butt, like a lot of monkey butt, just straight up raw ass. So, what are, yeah. what are what are some preparations that you take when it comes to doing a long ride like that to make sure that your butt doesn't come away chapped like a mother?
4: Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really have a problem with that too much. Uh, hmm. What I, what I noticed though is when I wear riding pants, it's worse. So I just wear regular box of roofs and it, see, it like soaks the sweat away, <laughs> I guess. And it just, um, you know, cause I pre run on a KTM and that's the worst seat there is to do that on. So, yes. um, uh, for the, I, I don't know. Baja's a different thing. Cause I mean, you can do 80 miles and it's no big deal. Oh, it's like oh, 80 miles, whatever. And as it's roads and it's whoops and all that other stuff. Um, I think a lot of it just is, uh, you know, racing the national hare and hounds, you go out to Baja and it's nothing. it's just whoops and uh, some roads and you go no deal. Hmm. so uh, I don't know I don't there's a lot of people that get it, but I've never really had an issue. My brother has an issue he he has his girlfriend put powder on his ass before all the races and stuff it's it's really funny
0: <laughs> so he 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 doesn't actually do it himself. he has to have his girlfriend do it
4: oh yeah oh yeah yeah um and then when I was down with the um the guys I took three guys from new york to race baja for their first time last year and they had this this salve that they put on their ass and it was we were like in a crowd of people and he's like you guys want to turn around for this and, and they're like no 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 we want it and he's like no turn around and he just did it put it oh in his ass and they were like oh god and but he didn't get monkey butt
0: so <laughs> it was yeah we'll give it to him yeah, I've definitely yeah, got some chamois butter exactly. that I use for enduros so, and stuff like that. But man, I don't anyway, know that I would. I don't know that I would like pull in a crowd to try to put chamois butter in my butt. It seems yeah. interesting.
4: Yeah, we were. It was crazy. We were in a crowd of like 150 people. We just pulled up alongside the road and just get out of the way and change a tire and put salve on the ass and got going.
0: So it was. It was great. Shit's happening. I like it. I like it. Well, I'm not gonna lie. We've been doing this for about an hour and a half. You tell me what, what no, you tell me what people need to know about your series so that we can get the best information out there so that they can come out and race if they're on the West Coast. have a really good time and learn a lot more about what you have to offer for off-road racing.
4: Yeah, okay, so my race series, it's a five race series. Um, there's three team races. There's an extreme race that's tough. The team races are all relatively easy. You can come out, have a good time, they're quad friendly. Um, there's some little bit challenging sections but most of them are just fun fast and easy and it's more about the team aspect and having fun but then we have the extreme race as well to go over the limit the top um the entry fees are are very um competitive you don't need a membership except for the national you just show up and race um we're gonna have instant results we're gonna have uh trophies right at the finish line we've got gift certificates from fastco and from um uh, dirt tricks and from all the all the companies that sponsor us TBT and and uh, we're just running a professional organization to uh, you know offer a place where people could come out and be like all right I spent 50 bucks and it was well worth it instead of you know a pie plate pointing me over here or something like that. Right. And uh, you can go to our website at uh, getextreme.com get hyphen xtr hyphen eme because all the other get Extremes were taken. Um, <laughs> oh, and, I've, I've uh, gotten
0: it extreme quite a few times, but never at your site.
4: <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, it's just, it's a brand new series where basically because, you know, I've been involved with a lot of other series, I've raced a lot of other series, I've taken a little bit from everything, taken all the things that worked, cut out all the things that don't work, and just putting together a professionally run off road racing series. Nice. Yeah.
0: I'm down. I think it's very exciting. And
4: there, every other. They're every other month, so you have a chance to recoup and race in between if you want. And they all preempt Baja, so you can come out and do some Baja testing. And we've got a night race in September. Um, that's a dual stage day night race, and then the Johnny Campbell Christmas Classic, so you can come out with all your Baja buddies after Baja and and party up with Johnny Campbell and all those guys. And yeah, so it's just a good time.
0: Um, where where do most of these races take place? If people are on the West Coast and kind of want to know like what the location is for most of these uh, races?
4: Yeah. Well, the good thing, too, is instead of beating the crap out of one place every single round, it's a different place every race. So this race is the Barstow 200. Then we have the Ridgecrest Rumble, which is in Ridgecrest, California. We have the Reno Extreme in Reno. We have the Baja Challenge, which is the day-night team race, which is in Lucerne Valley. And then we have the Johnny Campbell Christmas Classic, which is in Anza at the Ranch.
0: Okay. Awesome, man. Well, that's cool. I look forward to it. Yeah. It'll be good. I think it's going to be awesome.
4: So. Are, have, are you uh, gonna have you
0: gonna have some guys out there filming and stuff, making some good videos?
4: Absolutely. We've got uh, Romp World out here filming. We've got Verbaugh um, Road is gonna be doing coverage. We have uh, Young Bull Racing is gonna be taking pictures and having all the photos up and everything. So we're gonna have we're full blown media coverage. That's one of our um, one of our staples is that we want we want people to go, Hey, look, I was at this race, and be able to show their friends, Hey, look, I was at this race. Instead of like, Yeah, there was this race. There's some helmet cam footage. Of like a novice guy, I don't know, and you know, right. I want it to be something. To go, I want to go here. This is where I was, and you know, like Romania, they have full own media package and that's something that. So we're working into stuff like that.
0: Well, uh, I think all, all the writers. I think that's super smart, man. I look forward to seeing more about it. I wish I could be on the West Coast to go have fun and do it. I would if I could. I've never done anything like that. That's super crazy-ass desert racing. I've done some West Texas stuff. Um, I don't really know how that compares. It's crazy fast. It can get sandy. It can get rocky. It can get nasty and gnarly, and you don't know where the fuck you're going. I mean, that sounds like the desert to me, but I don't really know, so we'll see if I could ever get out there. So, What's that? For
4: the most part, I mean, that's the desert. (laughs) Yeah.
0: They're like, I don't know where I am. You're in the fucking desert. That's where you are.
4: Yeah, you're in the middle of the desert. Yeah, (laughs) I think, oh, yeah, I don't know. I'm in the desert. That's it. Yeah, I feel
0: lost. It's the desert. Awesome. Okay, well, for those of you who have made it this far, we really appreciate the fact that you've made it to the end of the show. We have done an hour and a half, and we have done an hour and a half of a lot of stuff. I have to say, even though we got a little uh, little off track in different places, I think that we came back quick. We fixed some things. We've had technical difficulties in the past, but this is – Probably the best that we've ever done from recovering and continuing to bring coverage. Thanks to our awesome friend, Stephen Rice. Uh, those of you guys who can't see, that's his thumb. He has been doing an amazing job producing the show the past couple weeks. We're going to, no, I don't know, what no, an amazing job. Uh, the, the, the SMS thing was definitely not his fault. I mean, it was not mine either. We'll blame other people because nobody wants to blame themselves for that kind of shit. But... Uh, so I I have to say thank you very much to him Uh, there were a couple guys this past weekend at the West Texas uh, The Lone Star Andro that helped us out Family Power Sports big shout out to them for helping them get my truck out of the ditch that was awesome we could talk about that later Uh, (laughs) and then of course Jim Robinson who pulled off some crazy ass thorns that were like this big around this big off of my personal body that would have very much rubbed every part of me the wrong way if he had not done that so Big shout out to those guys for being awesome. I had a lot of fun with all the races. I appreciate everybody that said hi, especially the ones that said they enjoy seat time. If you were wondering, seat time is brought to you by squarespace.com. You can go check them out, squarespace.com slash seat time. Now you're wondering, what is Squarespace? That doesn't really make much sense to me. Well, Squarespace is the place you need to be and you need to go to and sign up if you're looking to make a very, very fantastic, professional, elegant looking website and you want to do it easy and quick and have absolutely no idea that you felt like a web designer because that's what you're going to be. You go there and you can set up, you can sign up for an account, free account, which is awesome to get the first couple days free, check everything out, get it all set up. You can import everything from WordPress or any other kind of blogging software. So that way, if you're like, oh, I've been here for about a year, I don't really know if I want to go over. No, you can do that easily. You just export, import to Squarespace, make the transition extremely, extremely easy. Um, I think what, what really makes it, fantastic for a lot of people is that you can get in there and sometimes you'll go to WordPress or you, or you go to other you go to other uh, blogging software uh, platforms and you don't know where to host it. You're like, where do I go host this? Well, you can host the Squarespace. You're like, ah, I don't really know what I want this to look like. I'm going to go find a theme. Well, you can do that all within Squarespace. Squarespace has their own professionally designed themes and as well, everything is responsive. You know, like what is responsive? Well, responsive is, oh, look, it looks good on my big browser. It looks good on my tablet. It looks good on my mobile phone. Everything is responsive to the device that the user is on, so you don't have to think about any of that. You put the content up there, which is your awesome pictures, your awesome writings, your awesome website that you can host and do through squarespace.com slash SeatTime. And if you would love to save 10%, you want to use the discount code Seatime one So thank you very much for their partnership with Seatime. We really appreciate it. All right. Tell us one more time, Mr. Eric, where we can find you, where we can find your website for your series, and uh, what you're going to be doing, you know? Oh, Let's yeah. Uh, it's at it.
4: uh, getextreme.com, G-E-T hyphen X-T-R hyphen E-M-E dot com. And uh, I do graphic design, web design, and we've got this off-road uh, series that's uh, starting this Sunday. And i, I gotta am. give out, I, I got to give a shout-out to my buddy, Tony Bartell, who's watching right now. He told me that uh, he just posted that in Australia... The women love us Americans, so we got to go. go. Toby Price has an open invite to his house. We got to be there. I
0: I really, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting when about ten thousand of our fans show up at his house because I'm pretty sure he just invited everybody that's watching. Yeah, but I mean that's what he gets, right? Boom. Yeah. So
4: (laughs) and uh, and then you can follow. I'm gonna be tweeting the race while it's happening at uh, gxe underscore offroad on Twitter. And that goes to our Facebook, we're on Facebook, we're on all that crap, uh, Tumblr, and all the newfangled stuff. I'm going to social the
0: media, the crap out of you is what's going to happen, right?
4: Exactly. Yeah. The whole race, pictures, Twitter, or what I got, uh, some other, Instagram, all that stuff.
0: I like it's it. Be- I'm looking forward to seeing all the pictures, seeing all the race, race results, and finding out more fantasticness about uh, new off-road racing. I think it's going to be a good time. What you are watching, if you've made it this far, is Seat Time. You can find us at SeatTime.co is the website. And then, of course, if you happen to be on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Seat Time is where you can like us, and Facebook is real hard. And then, of course, you're like, Oh, my gosh, I have this amazing tweet in my head. I'm going to go to Twitter. Twitter.com slash SeatTime underscore CO that's where you want to send that bad boy. Of course, if you're on Twitter and you're gonna send that tweet, make sure you put a eight uh, that little at sign in front of it. That's the way you're gonna like, you know, tag us. It's gonna be awesome. I really appreciate it. Remember you can find this stuff at our website, on YouTube, on Stitcher, on iTunes. All you gotta do is go in there and search for Seed Time. You can find all the episodes, it's gonna be archived. Eric, did you have a good time? Are you happy to be on Seed Time?
4: Absolutely. I'm glad you had us. I mean, you got to talk to like to two, to two to of Starbucks. your
0: most favorite guys ever.
4: Yeah. And I get to go to Starbucks right after this. It's great. Like, like
0: literally like you don't even have to like, you could jump and be there.
4: Yeah. There's a Denny's right on this side too. So that's, I'm in there no parking zone. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it was cool. I I enjoy how much illegal shit people
0: do for seat time.
4: (laughs) Yeah, it's great. Oh man. I was driving without a seatbelt the whole time and going over medians and crap. Well, I didn't go over medians, but you know, but, uh, uh, there's cool being on with, with Caleb and Toby, and it's going to be cool. See it watching GNCC and going to be down in Mexico watching everybody else, And it's, it's, uh, it's just great having all the guys on here and just being able to be dudes on your show. It's cool. I love watching
0: it. Awesome, man. Well, we really appreciate it. Thank you very much for your time. And remember this is seat time. If, if nothing else, always enjoy a pintful of awesome. Please. Thank you to everybody that comes and says hi to me at the races. I love it. Um, I just want to high-five, have a good time, and if uh, you have an extra cider because I can't drink beer after the race, maybe some liquor. I'll be more than happy to have a drink with you, so please come find me. Uh, If you're not 21, I'm not doing it. That's just weird. Come find me. All right. Thanks, everybody. Episode 75. Eric, we're out.
3: Boosh.